If you don't believe in your offer, if you don't believe in whatever it is you're selling, then nobody else will either. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Welcome to the Black Girl Business Work Podcast. I'm your host, Khalida Dubose. And this podcast is my love letter to all of you, especially you Black women and women of color. I'm on a mission to help you thrive in your business and your life by bringing you practical advice, tips, and mentorship that will empower you to make bold moves. I want to see you increase your sales, overcome your mindset blocks, and step into your best self as the leader of your business and your life. All right, friends. So today I have a similar message for you as Mr. Henry Ford had. And my message to you is that you really, really have to believe in yourself as a provider and you have to believe in your business. You have to believe in your offer before anybody else is going to believe it. And we're going to talk about all the things that happen when you're putting that belief on other people before you internalize it yourself. So what really brought this up for me was so many conversations I spent. I'm so happy I gave myself permission to have a lot of conversations during the month of February with women in my audience, just talk to them, really hear them, really hold space for them and hear what they had to say. And a lot of what I heard coming up was a lot of self-worth issues that then bleeds over onto our offers, our business, how we feel about ourselves, how we perceive ourselves in relation to our business and our offers. So I recently found myself, you know, kind of pondering over whether I really believed in my offer. And a question was posed by my coach to all of her people inside of her coaching program. She asked us, did we really believe in our offer? Do we have a, like a deep belief in our offer? And my knee-jerk reaction was, yes, of course I believe in my offer, right? I'm coaching other women to believe in their offers. So of course I believe in my offer. But then something made me think about it. You know, my brain kind of like, my, my ego answered yes. Then my brain was like, well, do you? Do you really? And so I started thinking about it and I worked through some of the prompts that my coach gave us as well. And I came to this conclusion that, yes, I really believe in it. But just doing those prompts actually helped really anchor in that belief a lot. So, you know, I highly recommend that. And I'll try to give some of those thoughts in this podcast as well. Or sorry, some of those tips in this podcast as well. And you know, I thought, yeah, I do. I have a healthy belief in what I'm doing and I love it so much. And so I feel like my belief is intact, but it was kind of a reminder for me to make sure I keep it on maintenance, make sure I, you know, I add this to my mindset practices where I'm always checking in with my belief, not from the standpoint of do other people believe, do other people believe in me or do they believe in my offer, but more, you know, how I'm feeling and uh, my thoughts and feelings around my offer. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about myself and my story around that on Instagram this week. So if you're listening to this in real time, mid-March 2022, then head over there and check it out. And if you're not following me over there, make sure you follow me. You can find my tag in the show notes. So let's jump right into this and look at what does it look like to believe in your offer? So what does that really look like in the real world? Okay. What does it look like in the real world not to believe in your offer? What sort of things start to pop up when you don't believe in your offer. And then let's talk about, I'm going to give you some tips to start cultivating a solid belief in your offer. 
All right, so to get us started, let's look at three things that you do not need in order to believe in your offer. I want to just put this out there right away, get this um, like just laid on the table <laughs> so you're not thinking this the whole time. So some of the things that you don't need to believe. Number one, you don't need to believe, sorry, number one, you don't need anybody else to validate your offer or you as a provider by paying for what you're doing, writing you a glowing review, or just getting such an amazing result from you, okay? And I'll explain. So I know these things help us to feel comfortable. They let us know what's working over time. And yes, they can be a confidence boost once you are working with clients and you're seeing what's help, help excuse me, once you're working with clients and you're seeing what's helping them what's maybe not so helpful, et cetera, right? So they can definitely influence your practice of what you're doing, but the core belief that, hey, I can do this should not be coming from other people. It should come from you. The core belief of I believe in this should come from you. It does not come from, it. the starting point is not validation of other people. Secondly, um, you don't need to be able to take your clients from A to Z before you believe in yourself. It's probably probably more appropriate for you to be taking your clients from A to B or A to C during the time that you're working with them so that you don't overwhelm them, et cetera. So many of us are walking around with this feeling that I must solve all of my clients' problems, right? It's just not realistic. I'm sorry to tell you this. It's just not realistic. It puts a lot of pressure on you, which then sometimes pushes you away from trying to get clients if you can't handle that pressure. And also your clients are not looking for somebody who's just coming to solve all their problems, okay? Um, and finally, people think I need a ton of receipts, I need a ton of testimonials. And I completely understand why you would think that you need testimonials before you believe in yourself. But here's the thing, sometimes those testimonials backfire. Sometimes you have people saying all these wonderful things about you, but if you don't believe those things, then it's not going to, um, that it's not going to really work in your favor, right? You're going to start to feel that imposter syndrome popping in like, hmm, you know what? I have these testimonials, but I still don't believe this, right? So it's important for you to cultivate that belief before um, the testimonials come as well, right? So I'm especially, I'm especially directing this to my community that's just starting out or had very few clients so far. If you don't have all the receipts, don't worry about that. That is not what you need in order to believe in yourself. I really like to think of receipts um, as being good for those times down the road in your business when you're codifying your methods, your launching programs, and you're raising prices. That's when receipts are really good. Like, hey, I have a method um, that you can go through and you can use. And then all of a sudden, right, it's nice to be able to show a receipt that somebody else got this. But when you're first starting off and you're, you're working, not necessary. All right. So... Let's now talk about what it really looks like in real life when you're believing in your offer. And then we'll touch on what happens when you don't believe in your offer after that. So when you're believing in your offer, you're owning the transformation that you can provide, right? You're not going crazy with like making all these, these promises that you can't follow through on. But instead you're saying, you know what? This is what I've done. This is what I know I can help clients with, right? You're being mature and realistic about it. And then you're 
offering it to clients, knowing full well that your offer is going to mature over time. You're going to learn more. You can have more experiences with clients and it's going to mature. And then you're going to be able to offer more to people. You're going to be able to say more of that in your marketing. It also looks like finding evidence that you are competent. I believe in evidence. You guys know this. Find evidence for yourself. If your brain is just wired like mine, where it wants to find all the reasons why you're not good, and that's that's most of us, then it is your job. <laughs> it is your part-time job in your business to make sure your brain has sufficient evidence to believe in itself, okay? Really, your brain's just trying to protect you. And so it's your job to go out and get that evidence. So finding evidence that talks about like your, that shows that you're competent and what is the value that you have to offer here? So a person in the real world who believes in their offer is doing this. They're looking for evidence. They're reminding themselves. They're cultivating that belief in themselves. There will be moments of self-doubt. I just want to put that out there. They're inevitable. So find the evidence for yourself. Really believing in your offer looks like being brave and courageous enough to work with what you have right now, to start at the starting point that you're at right now with the full belief that you are going to continue to learn as you go and your offer will evolve over time. It also looks like not comparing yourself or your offer to anyone else. And I know this can be really hard. We all get caught in it. So it doesn't mean if it happens to you every once in a while that you don't believe in what you're offering. What I'm saying is, is that to cultivate true belief in your offer, to get to this point where you really believe in your offer, like many people out there who are selling hundreds of thousands, even into the millions, is you really have to learn how to put blinders on and don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare your offer to theirs. It also looks like not creating a ton of offers to help you compensate for your feelings of inadequacy. So again, I see this a lot. I coach on this a lot. I talk to women in my audience about this a lot. I'm just going to have all these offers so that, right, so that I can feel like I'm offering people more so that I can believe in myself more. If I can show them the quantity of what I can give, then maybe people will buy in and then maybe I'll believe in myself. And you see, when you actually believe in your offer, you keep things simple and you create offers based on a need and a demand in your business, not from feelings of inadequacy. Hey friend, popping in for a quick break to say thank you for your continued support of the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. I launched this podcast because I wanted women of color just like you to have a place to go for tips, advice, and mentorship as you build your business, create your legacy, and step into the woman that you've always desired to be. Outside of this podcast, the most powerful way that I help women is through one-to-one coaching. I help women just like you get crystal clear on the foundational principles of marketing, sales, building community, and implementing systems. I've experienced with my own business and the businesses of my clients that once you understand the basics, there's no limit to what you can create and achieve. I invite you to book a sales call with me to see if one-to-one coaching is what your business needs to start seeing steady growth or get to the next level. Check out the show notes for the link to book a call or visit my website at khalidadubose.com and book there. I look forward to speaking to you soon. All right, let's get back to the show. So let's look at what happens when you don't believe in your offer. I think I got into that a little bit, right? I have a hard time uh, not putting them together. So what happens when you don't believe in your offer? You won't put it out there consistently. This is the big one. 
this is number one, and that's why I put it first. You will not talk about it consistently. You won't put it out there consistently. You won't believe in yourself. And even if you are putting it out there, you'll be putting it out there with this timid energy that people can feel. People want to work with you when you're confident. And I'm not saying you have to be the most confident person in the world, but they want to believe, they want to work with you if you believe in what you're doing. You're you, you're the one who has the knowledge, so they can't believe it before you do. So you won't put it out there consistently if you don't believe in it. Another thing that happens is you will probably tweak it and change it a lot. I see this a lot. There are so many people I follow. And sometimes I'm really gearing myself up to work with somebody and I watch them change things three times and it kind of turns me off. I'm like, wait, what are they doing? I, I think I, I thought I needed what they had before, but now I'm not sure, you know? So keep that in mind. You don't need to constantly change and tweak. Get clear on your offer and how it provides value and stick with it. What also happens is there's a lot of feelings of inadequacy, as I mentioned before, that they're not solving all of the problems that they're client has. And this is really going back to your own self-worth, feeling like you're only worthy if you're solving all the problems in the world. I tend to see people create a lot of different offerings to solve all these problems. And then they feel burned out and they feel like, how can I possibly sustain more than even three clients? Another thing in this area is that your offers will end up competing with one another. So I see this a lot and then it confuses your clients. If they are even hopping on a sales call with you, then you're offering all these different things and they, they just want simplicity. They're probably there because they're confused too. So you don't want your offers competing. You don't want to be creating from a place of like, I feel inadequate. I see people do this, coaching in the DMs, trying to validate what they're doing. Or when I say coaching in the DMs, I don't just always mean the DMs. What I really mean here is like, sometimes you'll coach on a sales call, right? You'll start coaching heavily on a sales call. I put this one in because this is something that I did, but I also put it in because I've talked to other women who've done this. So I know it's happening. It's happening probably a little bit more than we think. And so you start coaching and you start sharing all these things and you start to overwhelm the person with the vision that you see for them because you want them to buy into what you're doing. What also happens when you don't believe in your offer is you will talk people out of buying it from you. So I've seen many times where it's like, okay, a client's coming, right? And, or this is a potential client and I'll, and I'll have, I actually have a client and she's like, well, they have to have all these things, right? They just start throwing on objections, right? There, all these things need to happen before I work with them. So this is talking people out of buying from you. When you have an offer, you know what that container is and you know what your boundaries are. You don't need to do that. You just listen to what they need. Sometimes that is a perfect client for you and they just think they need something else. So talking people out of buying from you happens a lot. I've done it myself. I've actually done it inside of a sales call before. Like, nope, I don't think I'm the provider for you. And not from a place of like, no, I'm really not the provider for this person, but from a place of like, I'm really scared to work with this person. What if I can't deliver, you know, all the things, right? I did that in my previous coaching career. And then finally, needing these grandiose responses from clients in order to feel like your offer is valid or grandiose responses from people when you're putting out content. You're like, no, this is going to like really wild them and then you don't get the response you need. And so it makes you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have this offer. You know, maybe my offer's not good. Or I've been working with this client for six months. How come like my testimonial doesn't say the things that I was hoping that it would say? This is what happens when you don't have a deep belief in yourself and what you're offering and what your process looks like and what you're doing. 
even with the belief that these things are going to evolve over time. All right, coach. So how can we start to cultivate the belief? Is that the question you're asking? If that's the question you're asking, I got some tips for you. So don't worry. First and foremost, be realistic about your offer and make sure it's within your wheelhouse. Meaning, yes, offers are going to evolve over time. Yes, you're going to be able to help more and more people. But right now, today, you don't have to promise results that you've never done yourself. So to give you an example of that, if you're a copywriter, if you're, if you're a business coach, right? If you're a business coach, you don't have to promise people that you can get them fully booked if you've never gotten people fully booked. If you're a copywriter, you don't have to promise people six-figure email launches. If you've never done a six-figure email launch, you can promise them what you have done, what you have done consistently. So spend some time asking yourself powerful questions about your offer would be my second my second piece of advice. It's really interesting to me. A lot of times when we have problems, we don't know how to solve them because we don't know, we don't start asking ourselves questions. And I think a lot of times we shy away from questions because we think that it's going to exacerbate the problem that we're perceiving that's going on. And in fact, it's like almost opening a pressure valve. It relieves a lot of pressure when we start to ask questions. Because once again, our brains are like, oh, okay, well, there's, there's possibility in questions, right? So why am I serving these people? You know, what do I, what do I have to offer? What do, what do I love to offer? What have I done in this area that's helped me, that's helped others, that would be a benefit to people? How is my offer life-changing? This one goes out to my, my business coach. She asks us this question, how is your, your offer life-changing? So you can sit and you can list five ways in which you're um, offer is life-changing. And I really loved this exercise when I did it because it was so helpful for me. And, it, and really for me, it just did a lot of reinforcing of what I already knew, what I was already doing, what I already loved. So a hint about life-changing offers before your brain spins out about that. Life-changing can be something as small as you're a health coach and you help somebody think about food differently. Maybe somebody comes to you and they've been struggling with food for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and it like plagues their brain. What are they going to eat? You know, how can they stay on track today? And that's been their life for 20 years. And after working with you, that's not the case anymore, right? After working with you, they think differently about their food. Or maybe somebody's going through a divorce and they work with you and they've just not been able to sleep since the divorce proceeding started. And now they're getting you know, restful night sleeves. Now they know how to calm their nervous system, etc. And that's life-changing for people. That changed something in their life. So I want you to think about it like that. Another tip here is gather evidence. We talked, I talk about this a lot, but I'm telling you, I can't stress this enough. You have to sit down. You have to write down the things that you've done. You have to celebrate yourself. You have to listen to what people are saying and take it in. You have to say nice things about yourself because when you do start to gather evidence, it'd be really hard for you to write down like a small win if you're like, oh, that didn't really count. Learn how to celebrate yourself. Learn how to um, learn how to first, again, I guess this is believing yourself, right? But when you gather evidence, make sure you write down all the small things. Make sure you're remembering all the things that you've done and that what people have said. And instead of rejecting what people say, accept it as true, even when it doesn't feel true. 
And then I would also say along the lines of this, gather evidence about other experience that you have in life that might not necessarily directly be related to what you're going to do in coaching. So for instance, maybe in a prior job, you know, you were always in sales. You learned something in sales. You probably learned how to speak to people. You probably learned how to hear what they're not saying. You've probably learned how to handle objections. And those things are going to really come in and handy when you're talking to clients who might be going through something really tough and they're throwing objections to you as a coach. So, you know, think about the experience that you've had that might not be directly related to your clients, but that's going to end up benefiting your clients, right? And this will help you have a lot, cultivate a lot more self-belief, which then helps you to believe more in what you're offering. So I would say next would be get help. Surround yourself with positive community, people who have different zones of genius than you, who have shared experience, but maybe they're not exactly like you. That can be very helpful. Maybe they're all entrepreneurs, they're going through a similar journey, but that journey looks a little bit different, right? Surround yourself with helpful community. Also, hire coaches, hire therapists, you know, whoever it is that you need to help you navigate some of the mindset blocks, facilitate some of the strategy, facilitate how you think about your offer, how you're structuring your offer, whatever it is, get the support that you need in order to help you to cultivate the belief. And then finally, I would say, remember that what you practice in your life will also translate to your business and vice versa. So if you find yourself in life having very negative thoughts about other people or what other people do or what they're offering, your brain hears you and it's going to bring that back to you. So this is like, People talk about karma and they kind of understand this. I think that the way I think about karma, it's like, it's not some future event that's going to happen. It's when you say negative things, your brain's taking it in and it's taking it as like, you're saying it to yourself. Even if you don't feel the effects of that immediately, it's happening immediately. So try to think about what others are doing more positively, if that helps, and think about what thoughts you're having in just all parts of your life throughout the day and ask yourself, are those thoughts helpful? Are they not helpful? If they're not helpful, you know, switch to a thought that's more helpful and it just help your brain to think more positively when it's time to think about your offer. So now you know what it looks like to really believe in your offer, what happens when you don't believe in your offer a lot of times. And I gave you a couple tips here to start to cultivate that belief in your offer. All right, friends, thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. If you haven't already, hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you found today's episode helpful or had an aha moment, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your socials. Be sure to tag me so that I see you. And as always, friends, we're dropping episodes on the podcast every Tuesday, and we can't wait to see you back then.